Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your more pitching podcast from PitchOS.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is September 27th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No. Get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Yes, I know I sound weird. I apologize. I'm in Maine. My cable broke with my actual mic, so I'm using my computer's I apologize, better than nothing. Also, if you want Sin Start for the entire week through the end of Sunday, check out the On the Corner podcast from last night. It was a solo pod. It's actually a pretty quick one. It's about 20 minutes, but it does go over all the Sin Start decisions of this week. Um, definitely go check that out as we are in the final stretch, and we're going to go through this every single day of today and tomorrow's starters, and that's just pretty much what we do now. So we're going to look at last night as well because it does have an impact by the end of the year. We're not going to talk about the previous night's games because it will have zero implications for the rest of the season. I'll have another, um, a couple plus pitch podcasts in the offseason just talking about 2022 and looking ahead at 2023. Uh, I feel like that's a really fun thing I can give you guys to do. And of course, we'll have our way too early top 150 rankings. I'm going to do a whole live stream on October 10th, that Monday, I think from like 10 to whenever it's done. Um, as I go through my way too early rankings for 2023. But all right, let's get to it. So yesterday, Bryce Elder, oh man, Bryce Elder went nine innings, zero earned runs, six hits, one walk, six strikeouts, 11 whiffs, 27% CSW, 106 pitches against the Nationals. Yes, that is a complete game shutout for Bryce Elder. He has done exceptionally well. And guess what? He's going to get the Marlins next. His stuff, not really that exceptional. He had 15 of his 27 outs all Via the sinker, that is 15 balls in play, I should say, um, on that sinker, which is exceptionally high. Uh, however, Bryce Elder is doing enough with his stuff. It's about 90, 91 miles per hour or something like that. Uh, he earned some whiffs on it, 7 out of 60, but it's all just kind of boring. And I think it's fine against the Marlins. I don't really think he's that exceptional, but I'm glad I worked out here. You had two games that were shortened by rain, which is just not fair. Uh, you have Chase Anderson and Ronson Contreras in this game, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Um, Chase Anderson won four innings, one run four, it's zero walks and five Ks. Actually did all right. He may have gone longer, um, but uh, poor guy. Uh, you're not going to start Chase Anderson as far as Ronson Contreras goes. Four innings, two runs, two hits, zero walks and two Ks. Really frustrating. He was only at 54 pitches. He could have gone like six innings here, maybe even seven and eradicate those turned runs in that poor ERA. He was down velocity-wise, 2.5 ticks, and the curve wasn't um, quite as good as we've seen, but still, oh, that's so, so frustrating. Um, Kevin Galsman came through against the Yankees, though. 6.1 innings, turned runs, 6 hits, 1 walk, and 7 Ks, 14 whiffs, and a 33% CSW. When you have four games, and two of them are turned by rain, yes, that's going to be a golden goal. Still very good uh, for Galsman against the Yankees. You're happy to see it. And he's going to get one more against the Red Sox, likely not two, because they're going to be in the wild card. And that means they got to keep Galsman rested for uh, for at least game two, if not game one. Depends on if you want Alec Manoa or uh, Galsman for that game one for the Jays. But that is their one-two punch. 
which means he won't come back around uh, until you know he'll have the next start against the Red Sox. He's not going to be pitching on Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So one more. Hopefully, you can get that whip just a little bit down uh, to make it more of an acceptable season. Luis Severino was on the other side. Only four innings here. Two earned runs, three hits, three walks, and four Ks. Very disappointing. 76 pitches. At the very least, he should be uh, throwing more pitches than that moving forward. It was around this 65 or so against the Pirates last week. Went five innings. And then this one was only four and 76. But he gets the Orioles next. He should be 85. The Yankees have an interest here to stretch out Severino. So he is ready to be their game two guy for the divisional series. So I don't think they're going to hold him back against the Orioles. They want to get him stretched out. They want him to throw 90 pitches so that he can in the playoffs. He was throwing 97 um, in this one too. So it's not like he's didn't have his stuff. It just wasn't quite uh, exactly the guy that we've seen. That's fine. He wasn't quite in rhythm. He'll be a good start to make against the Orioles. Jordan Lyles got his start uh, shortened, and so did Connor Siebel. Now, Connor Siebel wasn't doing well. Two innings, four runs, five hits, two walks, two Ks. You're like, who even is that? Doesn't matter. Nathan Evaldi should be replacing him. Jordan Lyles, after going a complete game last week against the Tigers, only went two innings here because it was a rainout, uh, or at least a delay, and two earned runs, five hits, one walk, and zero Ks. But he did have zero whiffs in 37 pitches. I know it was a shortened game, but that's a zero for 39, 37. If you want to say that even if he had one in that, that's still a 3% swing strike rate, right? And that's that's not good. Um, yeah, uh, Jordan Lyles, honestly, you throw him against the Tigers, that's great. You don't throw him against anybody else. And lastly, there's Corey Abbott against the Nationals. Sorry, as the National against Atlanta. Yeah, five, earned, five innings, four in runs, but he had seven Ks. Changing curve are okay. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this whatsoever. Okay, looking forward to today and tomorrow. Nothing's really changed from yesterday. The only difference is uh, this guy, Tyson Miller, who's getting called up for the Rangers to be the bulk reliever. Um, I don't know what that even that means. Is it going to be three, four? I don't know. Regardless, you don't want to do it, is why I'm trying to tell you that. He throws about 91, 92. They're saying he touches mid-90s with his fastball. He's a kitchen sink kind of guy. When you hear kitchen sink from a prospect report, that is not the prospect you want to chase because there's an innate volatility that you have from rookies where if they have exciting stuff, that's great. That's a ceiling, but there's always going to be a larger floor because they're just inexperienced and we don't know anything about them. And generally, there's going to be some uh, growing pains with younger starters. It's just for the most part, what happens. So if you don't come with that explosive upside, then the reason for taking the uh, the dive is way lower. So don't do it. Don't do it. Anyway, just to go over these starts for today, Zach Wheeler, Robbie Ray, Shane Bieber, Lance Lynn, Logan Webb, Lance McCullers, Carlos Carrasco, Patrick Sandoval, Tyler Anderson, and Hunter Green are all auto starts for me. Yes, even Hunter Green. He's throwing super hard, and he's looking good with his command, and he gets the Pirates. That's great. Blake Snell gets the Dodgers. I think he's doing really well with that slider. Fastball's in the zone. For the most part, Blake Snell has been the better version of him as of late. We go and do that. Miles Michaelis, Pablo Lopez, Michael Waka, Corey Kluber, and Bailey Ober are the other ones in the probable start. I think all these are really good. I know there's a lot of debate about Pablo Lopez. He hasn't done well against the Mets. He's going to get them here. Do we push him into the questionable start tier? If you have Pablo Lopez, I'd say go. Do it. The guy's ready for redemption. Uh, he still has his good changeup and his four-seamer command. I'm doing it. Miles Michaelis against the Brewers is fine. Michael Mwaka against the Orioles should be good. Corey Kluber against the Guardians. He's faced two tougher teams right now, and he did well. And then you have Bailey Ober against the White Sox. Did not do well last time, but I think he has stretched out enough. 
and his stuff is good enough. The secondaries weren't there. The four-seamer was. I think this should be fine against the White Sox. The questionable start tier, my stream pick of the day is Mitch Keller against the Reds. Uh, I don't love it. I've talked a lot about how I don't trust this little stretch from Mitch Keller. However, he just did well against the Cubs. He did well against the Mets. And this is the Reds. So fine. You're my stream pick of the day. I have to get five more in these nine remaining games to hit my goal of 100 victories for the year. He's not, I'm 95 and 70. Come on, Mitch Keller. You can do this. Kyle Bradish against the Red Sox. He just went 8.2 innings against the Astros. He limited his four seamers and he's throwing more secondaries. That's a good thing. Hopefully the secondaries are good enough though. Uh, so it's not quite a lock there. You have Zach Greinke going against the Tigers. It's the Tigers. Zach Greinke, you can do this, right? Uh, Marcus Stroman just did poorly against the Pirates. Now he gets the Phillies. Makes it a little bit more contentious here. But yeah, he still has it in the tank to go six innings, two and runs, and all of that fun stuff. Jose Brios is going against Jameson Tyone. Take your pick there. I'm going to lean on Brios because I think uh, Brios has still the ceiling to... Yeah, that is higher than, than James and Tyon, but at the same time, Tyon might get the win. I, I don't know. Maybe I have them backwards. It's up to you. I kind of don't want to do either one. Kyle Muller is getting the call for Atlanta to start against the Nationals. Kyle Muller also struck at nine batteries in his last AAA start. He also has kind of a shaky array in his last four <laughs> AAA starts. I don't know what we're going to get. It is 90 light. I am a little bit excited about Kyle Muller. I'm really curious to see what he does. He's at the bottom of questionable. Pretty much me saying don't do it unless you really need to chase something. Same with James Capellian against the Angels. He won seven innings against the Mariners. He showcases Toby ability, but that's the high end of it. And uh, it's very likely that he does not repeat that. Joey Wentz is someone who's had three good starts in a row. He goes against the Royals now. I know you're maybe leaning towards that one. I personally don't think he does enough to consider this, but he's top of do not start. I, that This is a little bit more understandable. Zach Davies, if he has his changeup, he can make it work against the Astros, maybe. Herman Marquez is in Oracle Park and not in course, but never Marquez. If you ask me, Adrian Hauser is going against the Cardinals. No thanks. Paulo Espino against Atlanta. No thank you. And I, the aforementioned Tyson Miller. Looking forward to tomorrow... You have Justin Verlander, Brandon Woodruff, Julio Urias, Aaron Nola, Tristan McKenzie, Garrett Cole, Zach Gallen, Tywan Walker, and George Kirby. Not much to say here. I mean, Cole is sixth. He goes against the the Jays, and it's been rough as far as home runs allowed goes, so fine. Um, Zach Gallen against the Astros. I don't care. It's Zach Gallen. He's amazing. Tywan Walker gets the Marlins. That's why he's here. And George Kirby, I know, just did poorly against the Phillies, or not the Phillies. Um, it might have actually been these Rangers. Uh, I can't remember quite this. Oh, Oakland. I got it. Uh, he gets the Rangers now. I think you still do it. You allowed him to have a blip. It's fine. Uh, Jose Quintana against the Brewers should be really good. I might even want to put him into the auto start here because he just did well against the Dodgers. But I understand it's still kind of Jose Quintana. Um, Jesus Lazardo is also going. He's going against the Mets, a much tougher opponent than Quintana. Uh, he went with four seamers and curveballs last time. Not the change. The change actually wasn't as good. But those two pitches were what we saw really excelling at the beginning of the year. Good to see them return 96 on the fastballs. Nice, it's not 97, but still 96. And the curveball was lovely. I think if you have Jesus Lazardo, you go for this. Um, unless his command is really bad, uh, this should be a successful outing. Questionable start tier, you have Joe Musgrove against the Dodgers at the top. I originally had him in the probable start tier. I lowered him here for two reasons. One, you have the shoulder fatigue that's been affecting him for two weeks that I kind of forgot about uh, when I was initially making this table yesterday. And yeah, I, I think that might still affect him a bit. And it's also the Dodgers. I don't think I was really emphasizing, wait, Joe Musgrove hasn't been good for about a month. And it's the Dodgers. This is more risky than I would like it to be. This is riskier than Pablo Lopez against the Mets for me. 
So he's in the top of questionable start. Dean Kramer went complete game shutout last week against the Astros. He gets the Red Sox. That seemed like an exception, like Bradish and like Jordan Lyles reduced the forcing usage. Still, kind of, I don't know if I buy this uh, from uh, Dean Kramer against the Red Sox. But yeah, that could work. He's right at the 20% threshold. So I've made Michael Lorenzen the actual stream pick of the day against the Athletics. And by the way, I actually don't know if Jordan Lyles did reduce his four-summer usage. I know Kyle Bradish did, though. I uh, absolutely did. Anyway, Michael Lorenzen um, against the Athletics. He's a Toby. It could be six innings of two and runs, I hope. I uh, Yeah, it's not something I'm going after. But yeah, he could plod through a start. So he's my stream pick of the day, but it's questionable start tier, so I don't really want to do it. Uh, Johnny Cueto maybe has that magic against the Twins. Hayden Wisniewski against the Phillies. I know his curveball's been really good. The fastball has been all right, but it's the Phillies now. It's not those easy matchups he had before. Be a little cautious here. You don't have to do this one. Same with uh, Martin Perez against the Mariners. He had his changeup last time, but the cutter and, and sinker command, not as good. We don't really know what we're going to get from him right now. Jacob Rizzi against the Nationals normally would be up in the probable start tier, but just got destroyed by the Phillies. And maybe there's something more at play as he was dealing with some sort of injury before. They gave him more rest, and maybe he's not quite who we want him to be. Matt Manning, I just don't trust the fastball slider at all. It is the Royals, though, and I recognize that some might be into it. Fine. Rich Hill gets Baltimore. He's a cherry bomb. Ugh, like a real one, where it's can be very sweet, but boy, it could blow up in your face. And Luis Sessa, if he has that slider working against the Pirates, that could work. I don't want to do it. And of course, really don't want to do in the do not start tier is Adrian Martinez against the Angels. He hasn't really come into form. Daniel Lynch against the Tigers. I don't care that's the Tigers. Daniel Lynch has not been able to excel with us. Josh Winder against the White Sox hasn't quite gotten into the guy, being the guy that we want him to be yet. I mean, I think he is. I think his stuff is actually kind of good. Kind of reminds me of some, maybe even like Jared Eikhoff a little bit. Um, but yeah, not really for me right now. Not the chance I want to take in my final week of the year. Same with Josiah Gray against the uh, against Atlanta. His secondary stuff is his breakers have not been getting the whiffs that we wanted to see. Jose Arrania inside of Oracle Park, maybe, but no. There is Tyler Glasnow coming back, but he only faced nine batters in the last rehab start. So this is not going to be a five-inning start. It's also the Rays who are notorious for limiting guys coming back. I know that they need to get him stretched out for the playoffs, but this isn't the start. Maybe the next one he'll go four to five, and then in the playoffs they'll be happy to get five out of him, right? And then if they can continue to progress, then fine. But yeah, this is not the start against the Guardians. Uh, Bryce Wilson, Mitch White, and Sean Helley are the last ones here. No, no, no good for you. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Sorry I didn't have one yesterday. It was a very busy day. Everything I got pushed back at the live stream as well, and I just didn't really have time to do this. But I hope you found this helpful. Good luck in your leagues. That's going to do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. and me your bumps below, and your strikeouts high.